Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning, friends. Good morning to you. Where is the sun? What's the deal here? It comes out at 2 o'clock. I guess it's because of COVID. All righty. Part two, the heart, your heart. Number one, if you've got a lot of blockage, you can melt that plaque. You don't need surgeries. You don't need stents. But, 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 are you listening? You better be listening. Really think seriously about the surgery. You should get it. You should get the stint. Why? Because you're not going to comply. You're not. And while you're doing it, even if you do comply, the clock is ticking and you could run into a medical emergency and die because you didn't get the stint or the surgery. All right. Now, that's not a contradiction. If your cardiologist has told you you need angioplasty, you know, cut out the arteries, put in the veins, look like Bill Clinton, or you need stents, think very seriously about doing it. Why? Because even though you can melt the plaque, you can. Dr. Esselstein, I'll hide behind his coattails. He's a cardiologist. He wrote a book, Caldwell Esselstyn, MD, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease, he writes books, he writes cookbooks, I'll hide behind him, how's that? You can melt plaque, but you probably won't comply. But while you're doing it, even if you're complying, you could have an event in the meantime and die. Okay, so this is a very personal decision. I just want to get you reality. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. This is the Holistic Health Reality Show. Actually, it's the Health Reality Show. Actually, it's just the plain old reality show. Reality eludes us. We're usually on one side of the fence or the other, and we feel darn good about it. And that's a mistake because life is down the middle. Life is shades of gray per episode, meaning per situation. Sometimes things are black and white. Sometimes things are the shade of gray. If you don't want to see life as a shade of gray, like I just laid it out for you with this heart disease thing, sometimes you really lose because you're not flexible enough to integrate both sides. You see this with cancer all the time. I've got a lump in the breast, and I'm not going to get it cut out because I'm holistic. That's generally generally a big mistake but if you do cut it out don't you want to make sure you never get 
cancer again. And that's the part your oncologist is going to leave out. They're just going to tell you, you know, here's the statistic. Here's your five-year survival rate, and uh, we'll hope for the best. And that is also myopic. So it's always the shade of gray. So last week, and if you're new to the show, get on the website straighttalk.cc and listen to part one. Part two. Part two of the show. All right. First of all, you shouldn't be thinking of blockage in the artery. You should be thinking of blockage in all your arteries, from your brain to your kidney to the arteries, gentlemen that go to the penis, that when they're 50, 60% occluded, it doesn't work down there so well anymore. When you run, your legs need lots of blood. And if the arteries are plugged up, so really, this is about the heart, but it's about the vascular system. Then it's about the cardiovascular system. Why do the arteries get plaque? Well, one thing we know that you are not being told enough that I'm going to tell you that's in the literature that some of your best cardiologists know, understand, and take for granted. But, you know, things move slowly. In another hundred years, maybe your cardiologist will figure this out. And that is free radical damage. Free radical damage. You know what that is. All the bad stuff. Smoking, stress living near Long Beach, that's my favorite way to annoy people, living in polluted areas like all of Southern California, but especially near these factories or the Long Beach port, you know, San Pedro. Stuff you breathe in in the air that shouldn't be there, that wasn't there 100 or 200 years ago, but is there now because the oil refineries or the Long Beach port or whatever, smoke you know, smog, you live near a freeway next to the 405. Any of these reasons and way more reasons that you will be exposed to what we call a free radical, an electron-deficient compound that's going to go into your body and pull electrons off different parts of your body, in this case, the arterial walls, the cells of the arterial wall, free radicals. Thousands of causes of free radicals. They go into the body. They're not neutralized. Your cells are so burdened that you don't have enough intracellular glutathione to neutralize the free radical damage. And those free radicals start eating up the inner walls of your artery. And then Mr. Macrophage, the immune system, comes by and sees the damage, blows a whistle, and you have an inflammatory storm in which something called a cytokine, like cytokine storm from COVID, the cytokine is released in response to the free radical damage that the macrophage and other immune system cells, but particularly the macrophage, sense or pick up or chemically react with. Before you know it, you have an inflammatory storm in that arterial wall, and that leaves your arterial walls like Velcro. Right. The arterial wall is like Velcro, meaning anything that comes near it, like those fats, those LDL fats, low-density lipoprotein fats, the LDLs on the cardiac profiles 
I'm sorry, Mr. Smith, your LDLs are up at 250. Your triglycerides are over 300. Your cholesterol is 260. At this rate, you're going to have an event. So let's take the statin drug and put you on a specialized diet. That kind of a profile, if the arterial walls are like Velcro, you will start growing plaque. And cholesterol is part of plaque. Foam cells, foam cell invasions, the whole thing. The snot ball up in those arteries that eventually cause an occlusion that include a blood clot plus the plaque. It's a big bomb, and you're on your way, hopefully, in an ambulance very quickly. All right. That's the scenario we're trying to avoid. And, of course, part of the controversy is this thing about fats. If you have a lot of saturated fat in your diet, if you have high LDLs, high triglycerides, high cholesterol, blah, 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 isn't this going to drive your heart disease? And then the controversy about that. Here's the truth. It's a shade of gray. Once again, my point about the shade of gray. Are you a Republican or are you a Democrat? Are you a conservative or are you a liberal? Well, is there something wrong with being both? Is there? Well, a shade of gray. Here's a shade of gray in regard to this thing about the plaque. If the inner arterial walls, if the arterial walls, the endothelial layer, the layer that your blood is touching, if that wall is damaged and it's like Velcro, the fat's going to cling to it. The LDL fat is going to cling to it. It's going to stick to it. Whether your LDLs are 100, 150, 250, 300, whatever your LDLs are, it's going to be way more likely to stick to it. Now, if there's very little antioxidant damage, uh, free radical damage, if there is no Velcro, if those arterial walls, arterial, arterial walls, all of them are very smooth, no free radical damage, no Velcro, you can bring your fats up a lot higher and it won't stick. This is why there's controversy. What causes the plaque? Is it the arterial wall damage or is it the LDLs going up too high. What's too high? Well, too high is relative to the Velcro. So there's no such thing as too high, is there? If there's very slippery, non-damaged, no Velcro walls, your LDLs can go up. Gee, I knew this guy named Fred and his LDLs were always at 300. He died at 95 and no heart disease. He was an Eskimo. Of course, there was no free radical damage or minimal. Then I knew this guy. He was skinny. His LDLs were always normal. And he had massive occlusion. Why? Because he worked at the Long Beach port. Yeah, the port of Long Beach, you know, with the diesel fumes. And he worked 90 hours a week because he had five kids. And... By the time he was 55, he needed a quadruple bypass. The doctors couldn't understand it. 
They've seen these things before, but they just really can't explain it. They can't explain it because they're making that mistake. They want it to be one way or the other, black or white. So, you're the leading edge. You guys listen to people that know what they're talking about. So pat yourself on the back because now you're going to understand. Number one, you have to be very respectful of your free radical profile. How much of that arterial wall is getting chewed up? How much of your fat is sticky and ready to cling? And you can get a sense of that, a sense of that with a blood test that lots of people that know what they're talking about respect. It's called the oxidized LDL. Life Extension offers it. Lab Corp does it. Your cardiologist will not run it. He'll look at you blank and say, gee, I never heard of it. Except all the cardiologists that write about it. Well, where are they? They're usually writing books. Now, again, it's not black and white. Oxidized LDL is a good marker. If your oxidized LDL is up at 80, 100, 120, duck, you're making a mistake. Get it down. But you can have false negatives and false positives. Why? Well, oxidized LDL only measures how sticky the LDL is, but we don't know about the arterial wall. Well, we do. If you've smoked for 30 years, it'll chew anything to death. So you see, you have to use these things as part of a profile. And that's one way you're going to have a sense of plaque. But more than anything, it's a way that you're going to be able to keep your plaque formation at a minimum. Along with, like I said last week, keeping your LDLs way down. Now, what's way down? What's low triglyceride? Just look at your norms and follow those. If you don't want to get more plaque, but if you want to reverse plaque, like I said last week, you have to bring everything down very low. Plaque will melt on its own with a combination of water fasting and bringing your LDLs under 100 Bringing your triglycerides under 100. Bringing your cholesterol down to about 160, 180. Don't bring your cholesterol too low. Bringing your cholesterol too low is a disaster because the membranes of your cells are made of cholesterol. Your hormones are all steroid-based and made of cholesterol. And if you bring it too low, you will get sick. This is the problem with the statin drugs. If the cholesterol is down there at like 100, 120, 140, you're starting to push into a zone that's too low. Believe me when I say, in the long run, we're going to know that cholesterol was only a loose marker. And we stressed this loose marker and I'm going to tell you what they're not going to tell you only because we have a drug that can bring it down. So cholesterol plays into it, but you got to be careful bringing it too low. But your LDLs, your triglycerides, under 100. 
and then you bring your HDLs or your omega-3 fats up high, 60, 70, 80, because it's the HDL, the high-density lipoproteins, that if you want to reverse heart disease, will go into that arterial wall and start sucking out, sucking out all the fat. Now, if you combine that with water fasting, intermittent water fasting, remember, if you're very sick, do this under supervision. Go to an MD that'll supervise a water fast. They're out there. Go to anybody that can supervise a water fast intelligently with respect to your situation. And gradually, if you're going to bootleg it on your own, so far there's no law against water fasting. They haven't passed that yet, but I'm sure Fauci will be on his way after he moves out of COVID and into other areas now that he's a celebrity. But right now there's no law against water fasting. But there is a law. It's called a law that's not a law. It's called common sense. That means if you're going to start water fasting, read. Do it under supervision if you're scared. And never do anything too quickly, right? Or we're going to have to outlaw water fasting after we outlaw a lot of other things. So using common sense and water fasting, keeping your LDLs under 100, keeping your cholesterol under 200, under 180, more like 160 in that zone, keeping your triglycerides under 100, bringing up your good fats, all those good fats, what's good fats? Avocados are good fats, and olives are good fats, and the, the fish fat, fat from fish is good, the fat from nuts, anything that says omega-3, DHA, docosahexaenoic acid, acosapentaenoic acid, out of a bottle, out of a jar, out of some sort of container, not if you can do it with food. Because these fats get damaged because of light, because of heat very easily. So definitely you go to the foods. If you get the good fats in and keep the other fats low and fast intermittently and drop your weight, you're going to start melting plaque. Yes, you will. I put two studies on the last show. You can get on there. That would show what? Four million and eighty. Show 520. Rapid regression of atherosclerosis, regression of atherosclerosis, insights from animal studies. We do it on animals all the time. No problem, hands down. It should be in every leading medical journal in the world every day in every clinic and every cardiologist, and yet they're never going to talk to you about it ever. And, of course, the rationale that they hide behind. I mean, check this out, the crock and lie of this. We can put these stupid masks on even now after we have vaccines and we can get an entire nation via the CDC and the medical community to all get together to do that. But we can't get people to understand that they can melt plaque. What do you think that's because of? But it's all in the literature and animals do it. But you see, we hide behind this rationalization and it is no one's going to do it. So why bother to tell people to do it? And that, of course, is the lie. Lots of people, if they knew, would join. Lots wouldn't. If you're going to do it, as I said, melt your own plaque, your own way, bootleg it. Be careful. Because if you're messing around doing it, you know, halfway while the clock ticks while your wife is sitting there worried you're going to have a heart attack because you didn't get the stint you're stupid you're stupid 
So don't make that mistake. But if you're looking at like a quadruple bypass, and because your cardiologist was smart enough to do the diagnostic tests before it got to be life-death, and he says something like, hey, Charlie, within a year or so, you got to start thinking about this if you don't melt the plaque. If this plaque keeps congesting in that left anterior descending, the circumflex, the right coronary artery, blah, blah, blah. And if it continues, you're going to need to do something or you're risking a massive heart attack. You better do the bypass or the stent ahead of time. If you have time, you have time. This is why the diagnostic tests ahead of time, I emphasize these for my clients all the time. Oxidized LDL, the coronary calcium CT scan, some this nuclear stress test. In other words, they make you run till you sweat if you can do it. And then they inject a dye in, and of course the holistic people, oh, I don't want that dye in there. Yeah, then take a heart attack. You see, it's so stupid when people are black and white. Get the dye in there. Don't worry about the dye. Worry about the fact that there's no better way to determine whether an artery has a major occlusion. But you think your cardiologist is going to tell you? No, they're not. And this is the problem. They wait until you have an event or until you have angina or until you're half dead. So this is what you have to bring to your cardiologist. You tell your cardiologist, and if you get a reasonable one, and there are good cardiologists out there, and how do you know? You tell them, listen, it's in the family. I've been overweight. I'm semi-diabetic and I don't want plaque and I want to know if I've got plaque. So run a nuclear stress test. And you know what? A lot of these guys will do it. Some of them are knuckleheads. If you're at Kaiser Permanente, you're dealing with a very compromised medical doctor. Not that the medical doctor is a bad guy, but Kaiser generally runs it so you have to be half dead to have the diagnostic test and tell them I said so because they stink at this. Kaiser Permanente stinks at running the diagnostic tests before you have an event. They have to answer to boards, medical doctors. They're very supervised. And even if they want to do it, they don't. So go out and pay it out of pocket. But get the coronary calcium CT scan. Get your oxidized LDL. Life Extension will run that one. Get something to determine the plaque in your carotid arteries because if there's plaque there, chances are there's plaque down in the heart. If there's no plaque there, you may still have plaque in your heart, so you still got to run these tests. If you fit the profile in any way, shape, or form, look at my other shows, get it done. And then you know. You know when. You know when you're 60 or 65 before you have 80, 90, 98% occlusion. It's risky, it's stupid even, when you have greater than 80, 90% occlusion to start thinking about melting plaque holistically because Dr. Esselstein or whatever his name is says that you can. It's risky. And while you're trying to figure this out, do yourself a favor. Again, I never see this done. It should be done. It was done. It's not done. And that's get yourself nitroglycerin, a good sublingual spray. Get five or six bottles of it, put it all over the place, tie it to the back of your head, under your hat, behind your ear, in your pocket, make sure it's in the glove compartment. Do everything so that if you have 
worst comes to worst, God forbid, you have a massive coronary and you're out in the desert somewhere, you are dead. You're on the freeway driving out to the middle of nowhere and you're 30 miles from the nearest hospital. You are in trouble if you have the bottle of nitro. You or your loved one will have it under your tongue, three, four, five sprays, whatever it is, and guess what? You're not going to have any cardiac damage. You'll have minimal damage. Oh, thank God, Mrs. Smith, your husband had only a little bit of damage. Thank God he had that nitro. That's what nitro's for. If you are a time bomb, that's what you do. You see? Well, then why don't and why doesn't this get dispersed generally and liberally? You ask your cardiologist that. I won't even comment at this point. All right. Now, remember, you can get on the website. That's straighttalk.cc, not .com. I could do a part three, but I don't want to do a part three. I've said enough. Go on my shows and listen to the other insights about the heart. There's lots more to learn, okay, but you've got a big chunk to dissect, so we'll leave that at that. The only thing I do want to mention is there's a structural dynamic and there's an emotional dynamic to the heart attack, to heart disease, to building plaque there, to the cardiovascular system. And that is if you're sympathetic dominant. I kind of covered this last week. Then you're more likely to go into a vasospasm because when you relax your art arteries dilate when you can't relax your arteries constrict and stay constricted and the blood pressure goes up and we get into that insane loop so all that stuff about the balance in the nervous system and what that really entails not what you think it does because you take a walk in the park every day or have a glass of wine for dinner but what it really means hit my other shows also breath Take a book by a guy named Frank Netter. I take a lot of my slides from Netter when I do post slides. The pericardium of the diaphragm, the pericardium of the heart, the skin around the heart, tends to stick to the diaphragm. And if you get a good deep diaphragmatic breath and that diaphragm collapses downward, it pulls on the pericardium. It tugs on the pericardium. That's really good because it massages the heart. Deep diaphragmatic breath is heart massage. Heart massage is what shakes up and twists the coronary arteries. And if you have that twisting effect, which is healthy, that twisting effect prevents stasis of blood. And it's only through stasis of blood that you can start building plaque in the coronary arteries. And this, of course, is another dimension of it that has nothing to do with nutrition and everything to do with the fact that structure determines function. That's its own animal. And that's another show, which I've already done 15 times, but it's integrated in. Now, you've got a lot of stuff to study. So get to it. Take some responsibility. Don't be afraid of anything. Stop hiding under a rock and get out there and do something for your health. And I'll see you guys next week. If you're lost in the labyrinth of health and you need supervision, 714-850-1007. Whatever you've got, we can deal with. 714-850-1007. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. Next week, ta-ta. Okay, that's a wrap. 
Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.